After recording today's show, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention issued an update to address shortages of the monoclonal antibody for RSV called nirsevimab. Our guest discusses this along with the new RSV vaccine. The CDC is advising that doctors reserve the 100 milligram doses of nirsevimab for babies at the highest risk of severe RSV. This includes infants under 6 months, who were born prematurely, or who have health conditions such as lung disease, heart issues, or are immunocompromised. Note that there is also a lower 50 milligram dose of nirsevimab available, and the CDC's recommendations for that injection remain unchanged. Now here is our interview with pediatric infectious disease expert Dr. Mundeep Kant. We've been looking for a solution for RSV for a very long time. My mentor, when I was a fellow, Carolyn B. Hall, worked her entire life on RSV. And it was going unrecognized as something that needed to be prevented. So having a vaccine in addition to a monoclonal antibody, this is something that is actually combined, um, something that hopefully will change how we see respiratory viruses circulate in the population. Hello, and welcome to 20 Minute Health Talk. I'm Sandra Lindsay. Every year, up to 80,000 children under the age of five are hospitalized for respiratory syncytial virus, or RSV. It causes mild, cold-like symptoms in most people, but can lead to severe illness in kids under two especially newborns in their first year of life, as well as in those over 60. While there is no treatment for RSV once someone gets the virus, there are some preventative measures parents can take, and now that includes a vaccine, the first ever for some pregnant mothers and those older than 60. There's also a new preventive therapy for newborns, a monoclonal antibody called nirsevimab. Both were approved by the FDA and CDC in recent months and come at a critical time, says Dr. Mandeep Kanth. RSV is so um, ubiquitous when it circulates. So I, we don't typically test everybody like we test people for a flu or for um, COVID as we have, you know, home testing now. We don't have home testing for RSV. The pediatric infectious disease specialist at Cohen Children's Medical Center explains what everyone should know about both of these new therapies, which she calls revolutionary. We also discuss the convergence of RSV with the flu and COVID-19, a troubling phenomenon we saw stretch hospitals thin last winter. Known as the triple-demic, these three viruses can have similar symptoms and are dangerous for certain vulnerable groups. We began our conversation with Dr. Kanth reflecting on its impact last year and what we can expect this fall and winter season. So, yes, traditionally RSV is a winter virus. And um, in the last few years, we had seen um, with this overlap with COVID that we saw respiratory viruses pop up in the summertime and in the early fall which was quite unusual. So far, we've actually been okay, seeing a slight bump, but that typically happens with respiratory viruses in general with the start of school and the cold season. 
By contrast, the spike in 2022 was unprecedented, likely the result of relaxing mass mandates and public health precautions from COVID-19. Many hospitals, including Cowan Children's, saw the number of RSV cases more than double year over year. We had to um, open beds on the adult uh, side of the hospital of LIJ, and uh, we it was called a triple-demic. It was RSV, influenza, and COVID-19, not to mention our other friends, para-influenza and other respiratory viruses, as I had mentioned all happening at the same time. Um, and it was overwhelming because children were coming in um, with respiratory distress, uh, with uh, dehydration. And even those uh, one or two um, days in the hospital can definitely overwhelm the number of beds that we have. So um, this is uh, something that we're hoping to avoid this year. This year, clinicians have two new tools to help protect people against RSV. The first is the monoclonal antibody, Nircivimab, brand name Bayfortus, which was FDA approved in July. Now we have this new monoclonal antibody, which is spectacular because it's only one shot and it can protect you throughout the RSV season for infants under eight months old. It's revolutionary in the terms that we can finally get enough lasting immunity that it would protect you long enough that you wouldn't need more than one shot. And it's a monoclonal antibody, which means it's a way to passively protect you. So it's not like an immunization where you get a shot and it boosts your own immunity for protection. As you have more years of exposure to RSV virus, you're able to build your own antibodies. This product is basically creating antibodies for children to be used temporarily until they're able to get past that age where their lungs are not so tiny and their mucus that's produced by RSV doesn't cause so much of a, um, what we call bronchiolitis or inflammation in the lungs. Uh, it's basically for um, preventing hospitalization, right? And this is going back to what we were speaking about before. We were so overwhelmed in the previous season um, and we're trying to prevent kids from needing respiratory support and IV hydration support. And uh, we want to make sure that uh, people are aware that it's going to be available uh, for patients as soon as they're born. It's now something that we're thinking is necessary to boost our herd immunity in the population. Prior to Nircivimab's recent approval, doctors used another monoclonal antibody, palivizumab, which Dr. Kanth pointed out had a few limitations. It's only um, very short-lasting. And we did this for high-risk children, usually those who were in the NICU and were born premature or had heart disease um, or chronic lung disease. We did not have anything available for the general population. We only had pavalizumab for um, this very high-risk population. So we are getting um, basically two ways to protect the population. We're able to do this on a widespread basis, and we're doing it in an 83% effective way. Dr. Kanth is referring to Nircivimab's efficacy, supported by three clinical trials. Manufacturers AstraZeneca and Sanofi say the new therapy reduced hospitalizations from RSV by 83.2%. Another way to protect infants against RSV this season is the first ever 
RSV vaccine, which was also approved this year. And Dr. Kanth notes, for expecting mothers, there's a very limited window to get the shot. RSV vaccine um, is actually, it's called RxV. Um, It's approved for actually adults 60 years and older and for pregnant women. And the idea behind this vaccine for at least um, my patient population for pediatrics is that when given at 32 to 36 weeks gestation for a pregnant mom, you're able to confer those same protective antibodies to the baby because all mommies are basically doing that um, for their babies as long as the baby's still in that uterus by 32 to 36 weeks. Um they're basically always getting those passive antibodies. And there's other vaccines that are also approved for um, moms who are pregnant. Um, That's also influenza vaccine and Tdap vaccine. Um, So this is basically a way to offer protection for infants by vaccinating moms. Asked why the vaccine is administered to mothers at that particular stage of pregnancy, Dr. Kanth had this to say. It's that specific stage because that's the study was done in this um, in this uh, gestational age framework, um, most likely because that's the age to confer antibodies um, to babies. Um, we also could uh, potentially, you know, look back at the data and see that it was effective earlier. But if your baby's being born in the RSV season, you would actually want to confer those antibodies as close to when that birth is going to happen. Like the younger population, those aged 60 and older have waning immune systems and therefore are more vulnerable to serious illness and hospitalization. We do see, unfortunately, hospitalizations and deaths from RSV pneumonias um, in older individuals. And so this is why we have this sort of... um, really, really young and really, really old uh, protective mechanism in the RSV vaccine. And there's more good news for those eligible to take the new RSV vaccine. When they roll up their sleeve, they can also get the COVID-19 vaccine and flu shot, all three at once. Not only does it come at a critical time, following last year's dramatic spike in cases. But the RSV vaccine, along with the monoclonal antibody, is the culmination of decades of research. I think this is fairly significant for a viral vaccine that we, we've we been looking for a solution for RSV for a very long time. My mentor, when I was a fellow, Carolyn B. Hall, worked her entire life on RSV and... Um, she, you know, she, like all of us, were incredibly frustrated that for so many years, it was the one virus that had eluded, eluded us for so long. And yet again, it was causing the common cold in a certain swath of populations, but in the elderly and the very young, it was causing much more severe illness. And it was going unrecognized as something that needed to be prevented. So having a vaccine in addition to a monoclonal antibody and having this simultaneously so we don't have to 
um, you know, so we have options. We have ways, different ways of protecting our patients in different um, stages of uh, people's lives. This is something that is actually combined, um, something that hopefully will change how we see respiratory viruses circulate in the population. The American Academy of Pediatrics recommends that all infants whose mothers did not receive the maternal vaccine receive the new preventive antibody, especially those at high risk for RSV. But if the mother did receive the RSV vaccine, is her newborn eligible to get this antibody? It's one or the other. If you didn't receive the vaccine, basically you should get the monoclonal antibody. Um, but if you've gotten the vaccine, you basically may not need the monoclonal antibody. So it's one form of a protection or the other when we can catch you, basically. If we didn't catch you at 32 to 36 weeks with the vaccine, then your baby's a prime candidate for the monoclonal antibody. When it comes to side effects, Dr. Kanth said they are minor and resemble the typical discomfort experienced after getting any shot. Every vaccine... Um, has, uh, you know, temporary side effects. We also don't want to downplay the fact that, yes, you might have some soreness at your arm. Yes, you might feel fatigued. You might have a fever. Um, but these are um, small prices to pay to prevent you from being hospitalized with you or your baby um, during the RSV season. Like most other vaccines, the new RSV vaccine protects against serious illness and hospitalization not transmission, a concept that has become better understood thanks to the COVID-19 vaccines. There's some vaccines that are so good, they actually prevent transmission as well. Um, uh, but there's, uh, such as measles vaccine is known for that because it's such a contagious virus. Um, but yes, uh, most, most vaccines for respiratory viruses are the ones that like influenza, covid RSV, we're trying to prevent hospitalizations and severe disease. While those between the ages of 2 and 60 are less likely to require hospitalization for RSV, Dr. Kanth reminds us that they can still transmit the virus, which is most often spread by contact transfer, meaning touching a surface that someone with RSV touched. Beyond the RSV vaccine and monoclonal antibody, Dr. Kanth explains what everyone can do to help prevent RSV and other winter viruses. Probably the most uh, important thing that any infection preventionist will tell you is to wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. <laughs> so don't forget your hand sanitizer. Um, also, to um, now that we don't wear masks and children don't wear masks, we have to go back to learning how to cover our cough. Um, and cover our sneezes, which somehow um, we've forgotten how to do. So um, using tissues, disposing of them properly, um, and making sure that, um, you know, if you are high risk, that you're protecting yourself with a monoclonal antibody and vaccine this year. Dr. Kanth added that wearing masks remains an effective way to slow the spread of these respiratory viruses and encourage families to do so when they are circulating in the population. The annual flu shot and the new monovalent COVID-19 booster are also critical tools in our defense against serious illness this fall and winter. 
the highest risk for influenza hospitalization is actually under five years of age. Um, um, however, the highest risk for COVID hospitalization is actually in the geriatric population. Um, and we're seeing that um, also in pediatrics, it's it's very interesting, COVID um severe COVID illness was actually shown in children 12 years and older because their immune systems behave more like adults. Um, and whereas for flu, it, we've traditionally known this as uh, much higher risk under five, most risk under two years old. Um, but that doesn't mean that we haven't seen really sick kids who are older. Um, so it definitely behooves us if we have both age groups in our household, but even otherwise exposures in our community um, to get both vaccines. RSV season kicks into high gear from October to November. And with these two new protections against RSV now available, she explained why it's so important to take advantage and get vaccinated or to immunize your newborn with the new monoclonal antibody? So it's important because we do not a, want to see children hospitalized because if they're hospitalized, um, it's, a, it's a burden for that patient's immune system. Um, they can get very ill. It, they actually can become at higher risk for asthma later in life. Um, they become, it becomes a burden for the family to have a young baby hospitalized. Um, and also we don't want to, um, for the public health reason, you know, we don't want to shortchange our patients that are in the hospital because we're so overwhelmed. Um, and, you know, unfortunately we did see this happen with COVID and we just saw, you know, terrible things like diversions for traumas happen, you know, just things that we systemically probably have a better handle on. But if there's a way to prevent all of it in the first place and maybe even prevent, you know, pockets of transmission in the communities and households and schools, wouldn't that be great? Because then we wouldn't have so many people miss work, miss school and miss life, miss fun things and events because they're not feeling well. Halloween is coming up. We don't want to miss trick-or-treating this year. So, um, and those holidays, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, unfortunately, are also times when people are gathering together and also transmitting viruses. So we want to do a lot less of that this year. The RSV vaccine is widely available at pharmacies and doctor's offices. And the new monoclonal antibody, Nircevimab, is also available at pediatricians' offices in limited quantities. Parents and others can also ask their local hospital about availability. As we wrap up, I want to thank Dr. Kanth for joining us and sharing this important information as we head into the height of cold and flu season. On our next episode, we'll talk more about the triple-demic of COVID-19, flu, and RSV, and how everyone can protect themselves this fall and winter. Breaking it all down for us will be Dr. Eric Asher, a family medicine doctor at Lenox Hill Hospital. Until then, thank you for tuning in. I'm Sandra Lindsay, and this has been another episode of 20-Minute Health Talk.